Hey, 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 hey. How's everybody doing? That was a dumb intro, but I'm leaving it. Because that's what we do here. We show the bare bones. We show the scars. We show the stretch marks in our verbal language. The stretch marks of language. That's what I'm all about. Um, the, what are those called? Cupcake side, cupcake tops, what, muffin tops, muffin tops? No, whatever. I show you the real me. We're not gonna edit things out. We're not gonna be trying to be cool. We're not gonna be trying to be smart. We're just being me. Robin Renee O'Neill, born April 30th, 1977, Omaha, Nebraska. How are you guys? I wanted to also right away start with thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, last week's episode was a very special episode of me reading stuff. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and listen to it. It's the one entitled David Foster Wallace, Infinite Jest. And I, I open up quite a bit about some important stuff and I got nothing but positive and kind and moving responses. Uh, most of which I haven't been able to respond to yet, but if you've reached out, I promise you, I am going to take some time and respond when it's most appropriate, when I can give you my full heart back, actually. And for now, I'm very torn in so many directions that I just need to get done with my show. And I, I should be done in about a month, a little over a month. And then you have my full attention. I mean, you still have my full attention. And I'm definitely, I'm so appreciative. Thank you guys for letting me do that and for not making fun of me and for not making me feel weird. And if I made you feel weird, I'm sorry, and I really am genuinely sorry. I may have made people feel weird. I'm sure some people were like, wait, do I drink too much? Or wait, do I love only alcoholics? By the way, I, I genuinely love alcoholics. I just want to say that as well. Um, yeah, all of my favorite people in the whole world are alcoholics, to be honest with you. So, And that's not an exaggeration. So uh, I can list my, in my head right now, I've got my top five and all five of them are alcoholics. So that's a genuine love. It's not like, oh man, I've got to go complain about alcoholics in a room with a bunch of other people. It's not like that. But this podcast isn't about that. This podcast is about Nell Carter, believe it or not. <laughs> I wish it was about Nell Carter. The thing is, I want to make this podcast about Nell Carter because I'm obsessed with Nell Carter right now. For those of you who don't know, Nell Carter is a singer, actress, she is a dancer and she was on Broadway and won a Tony for uh, something. I don't know what, I'm so sorry. I know she sang Ain't Misbehavin', so maybe that's what she won the Tony for. But anyway, Nell Carter, the reason I know her is growing up, she was on a sitcom called Gimme a Break, Hey, Hey. And Gimme a Break is one of my favorite sitcoms from the 80s. Uh, it's about the chief of police um, somewhere in Los Angeles. Uh, he has three daughters and Nell Carter is their housekeeper and their kind of surrogate mother because their mother died young of lung cancer. And Nell Carter was a friend of the mother's. Anyway, long story short, they're living in a suburb of LA and Nell Carter is a dynamo performer, singer. I've been obsessively listening to um, this one version. You can look it up. I'll link it in the description of the podcast. Nell Carter singing at a, and playing piano, a cover of Michael McDonald's, I Can Let Go Now. Now, I never knew this song before, Nell Carter, but I love Nell, and I don't like the real version. I never heard it until today. I finally listened to it. I was like, nope, moving on from this. I'd rather listen 
on repeat a million times. Like today, I'm estimating, I've listened to Nell Carter's I Can Let Go Now, a easy 39 times on YouTube, just hitting repeat. I've also listened to the Give Me a Break theme song from season two. Oh my God, over the last four days, 125 times to, to be on the low end. Uh, it's my favorite version. There are three or four different versions of the Give Me a Break theme song. But anyway, check those out. You know, I'm a kid of the 70s and 80s, so for for people like us, theme songs, <laughs> sitcom theme songs are a big deal, and Give Me a Break is up there on my list. But my all-time favorite TV theme song might be... I've, I mean, it changes with time, but I love the Dear John theme song. I also love the MASH theme song. Uh, written by Robert Altman's son. It's in the movie, and then another version of it is the regular theme song of the TV show. Anyway, this is not about, this. again, this podcast isn't about theme songs, but it is about Nell Carter, my hero. Right here, if you listen to this, that is the sound of a piece of paper. I just printed out a huge photo of Nell Carter smiling, and I'm going to put that next to the drawing I'm working on. Um, all right, what other things am I into? I'm excited because after I record this podcast, I'm going to eat my new favorite treat, which is bark thins. Bark thins are something I found at Joanne Fabrics one day uh, when I was feeling, I don't know, a little frisky, wanted some chocolate. It's dark chocolate with little slivers of almonds and sea salt. And I put a little peanut butter on top and eat those. That's my treat for tonight. Um, I'm just looking around the room. Another thing, Australian dream. Let's see if anyone can hear what this, this sound is. What does that sound like to you? Well, if you guessed it's the sound of a bottle of something opening and closing, you guessed right. Australian Dream Arthritis Pain Relief Cream. It is odor-free, burn-free, non-greasy, non-staining, and simply the best uh, thing I've ever used on um, my arm and hand when I'm working really hard because I've been working nonstop, haven't seen the light of day other than the light coming in through my windows. And I don't know how long. I haven't showered. I am wearing the worst clothes. I look completely like a maniac. I always say when I'm in this stage of working on a drawing, I look like one of the sex workers pulled over on cops. Like I just look like I have not, not had an easy time over the last week or so. That's no offense to sex workers. You guys look great normally, but you know how sometimes you get arrested and you're not looking so hot? Well, that's what I look like right now. Um, that's about it. I want to do the plug for Australian Dream. This stuff's amazing. And I want to read to you. Hold on. Let me turn my head and find the book. Now, I have read from this book before. Today we're reading Mary Rufel. We're reading from the book On Imagination that came out 2017. You can do it, go ahead and do a search on Potomatic or wherever, and you can find another reading I've done from this book. This book is from Sarah Band Books. I'll put a link in the description. This book's only under $10. So you're going to have to buy it. That's just the deal. There was a beautiful passage I read last time that ended. Let's see if I can find it. I'll just, I'll just read this really quick. When I was a child, I thought, imagined that my parents did not love me because of all the terrible things they said and did to me. I was not yet experienced enough to imagine you could love someone and still do terrible things to them for reasons having nothing to do with your feelings for them. I could not then imagine having compassion for the people who did terrible things. I still, in many circumstances, cannot. 
But I know my parents loved me, despite the terrible things, and this has been a great leap forward. Hmm. That's so good. Anyway, that's a really, I don't know. I think if you don't come to that in adulthood, then you're really, uh, I don't know, you're doing yourself a disservice because it's very true. People do horrible things with the people they love. I have, and other people have to me, and I know they loved me. Um, anyway, here we go, here we go, here we go. So here is what I'm going to read. This is from page 13. This book, I love the structure of this book. I don't really know how to describe it until you just get it. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. I am completely baffled as how to describe it, but here we go. This is one little section I really love. Now I will speak as an artist. As an artist, I like many mistakes. Not all mistakes, but many of them. A mistake is just another take on things. Mishearing or misreading is a joyful mistake for an artist. Someone says, the door is ajar, and you hear them say, the door is a jar. How can a door be a jar? What's in the jar of a door? And it gets you thinking about doors and jars. This is what Gertrude Stein, among many other things, is famous for. So don't be troubled by her anymore. <laughs> That's funny to me. A man taught art at a university. When he came home after work, his daughter asked him what he did that day. He said, I taught people how to draw. And she said, people forget how to draw? Artists are just people who have not forgotten how to draw, by which I mean create. But don't be taken in. They have forgotten a great many other things. Sometimes they forget they are no longer eight years old. This is why artists are of a troublesome nature, <laughs> just so you know and can stop thinking about it. If you look at the human spirit, you'll get a lot of good ideas. That's Johnny Cash on songwriting, and I liked it so much I imagined I could just throw it in and that it would make sense, even if it appeared to be random. Randomness is often considered a mistake, but it can also be a good one. We equate randomness in art with the 21st century, but it goes back a lot further than that. I collect primers from the 19th century. A primer was the first book a child had, and it taught her how to read and write. The first page of a primer begins with the alphabet, A, an X, B, a boy, C, a cat, D, a dog, and so on. Soon she is reading a man and a hat, and then, this is a log, wait, this is a log hut, is it not? And later, let us all march up this way to the park. And finally, but this poor bird became the prey of the big cat who ate it up. This all makes sense, and the children learn it. They eat it up. Then on the last page, page 54 of one primer I have, which was printed in 1880, it gets all mixed up. It no longer makes any sense, and still the children eat it up. This is the page they have been waiting for. This is the sum of all they have learned. And that's the end. And you know what? That reminds me of, do I have it right over here? Hold on just a second. I think I do. But as I'm talking to you guys, that, that was in real time, me just looking around my studio. Um, let me write this down. Um, the Philip Gustin quote, the thing he remembered John Cage saying something like this to him. Um, and all of, this may not make sense to you. Again, back to randomness and just including things like the Johnny Cash quote, Mary Ruffle included. This is in the same realm of my brain right now. And so... I'll remind you of this, my favorite description of what it's like to actually be working in any creative field. 
When you're in the studio painting, there are a lot of people in there with you. Your teachers, friends, painters from history, critics, and one by one, if you're really painting, they walk out. And if you're really painting, you walk out. And I think that is incredible. Uh, what else do I want to say? Oh, before I forget, I wanted to recommend something else you guys need to buy. I will put a link in the description here, but our friend David Drury, I say ours, he's my friend, and he's a lot of yours, has one of my favorite pieces of his published in Ziziva. Ziziva is an incredible journal, and his piece is called The Lake and the Onion, and I'm going to read the first paragraph for you. Uh, just to get you enticed to buy it. And this is the winter 2018 edition. And oh my God, there's so many good things in here. I cannot even handle it. Uh, and also it was very sweet. I made his um, drawing, you know, he was the first, the winner of the first contest here on the show, me reading stuff. And this is how he and I became friends. And it took me forever to get his drawing to him, but thank God he was patient and sweet about it. And in the end, I made him a very, I think, a, well, it was just a very special drawing that meant a lot to me to make for him. And it referred to the lake and the onion because I love this story so much. So anyway, that drawing is the illustration for this piece in Ziziva. And that was very sweet of David to include it. So here's the first paragraph of that. There once was a lake who fell in love with an onion. This is merely what we 100% know. The evidence is spread across the night sky as far as the eye can see, so long as that eye is resting comfortably inside one of our more powerful telescopes. Substantive, sorry, substantive data, is that how you say that word? Sorry, David Drury. Uh, you're catching me late at night after a long day. Substantive, <laughs> substantive data? is still being collected from the farthest reaches of space and stared at for a very long time in an upturned palm. The lake was small for a lake. The onion was large for an onion. That's the beginning of the second paragraph. So please check out, you've got to buy this uh, issue. It's uh, number 114 of Ziziva, winter 2018. And congratulations to David Drury for this incredible uh, piece. It's so beautiful and he is very special and I can't wait to talk to him about it because I just now got to reread it and I was so happy. Okay, I'm also just going to quickly reread something to you guys that I have read on here before, I believe, but it doesn't matter. It's a Tomas Transtromer. Thomas Transtromer, let's just say it like an American would say it. Uh, this is a very this piece I just reread tonight and was just blown away by it. So I'm going to read it again. The Dispersed Congregation. One, we made an effort showing our homes. The visitor thought, you live well. The slum is within you. Two, inside the church, vaults and columns white as plaster, like the plaster bandage around the broken arm of faith. Three, inside the church, the begging bowl that raises itself from the floor and passes along the pews. Four, but the church bells must go under the earth. They hang in the sewage tunnels. They toll under our steps. Five, the sleepwalker Nicodemus on his way to the address. Who has the address? Don't know, but that's where we're going. And that is from The Great Enigma, New Collected Poems. Uh, that is a New Directions book. I love New Directions. I love Mary Rufel. I love David Drury. And I love you guys. Um, what else? 
I don't know how to end this thing. We're gonna say... Human decency is nice. It's not... It, it, I don't think I've ever talked about human decency, but it's a nice thing. Let's try to cultivate that. Um, three-ply toilet paper. Talk about it all the time. Why? Because it's necessary. Buy three-ply toilet paper. If you have the kind of toilet paper that feels like this typing paper that I just printed Nell Carter's face out on, can't come over your house. Sorry. Uh, you got to have three-ply to hang out with me. And Kleenex. Thank you, Kleenex with lotion. Thank you, Kleenex Cool Touch. Uh, Kleenex, what's up, man? You still need to use me to sell your product. I told you I would advertise for you for free, and you never got back to me. You guys, let's tweet at Kleenex again. Get them interested in me. Um, what else? Something I've been thinking about later, lately, uh, and later. I'll probably think about it. <laughs> and I thought about it earlier. It's a question, actually. Do you guys think there's such thing as closure? I happen to not think there's such thing as closure. I think there's healing. I don't think there's closure. What do you guys think? Um, you know, don't do cocaine. That seems to be a bad thing. I've been listening to a lot of... Oh, I know what I wanted to play for you guys. I've been listening to a lot of 80s and 90s Lifetime movies in my studio. I say listening because I don't often... I can't look away from my drawing very much. Um... For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm an artist, I'm making a huge drawing, it's driving me a little bit crazy and it's hurting my arm. You can see my progress on my, usually on my Instagram stories. I'll, I'll definitely post some progress uh, videos or images this weekend because I really crossed a certain threshold, not a threshold, I crossed a certain moment in the drawing that felt good and I want to show you guys. So follow me at R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L on Twitter and or Instagram. But Instagram stories, I'll be showing you guys how I'm doing there. But uh, anyway, there's a YouTube channel that I'll also link to for 80s and 90s Lifetime movies. And if you don't know about Lifetime movies, wow, here's the beginning of Shattered Innocence from 1988. Uh, this is a Kansas high school cheerleader graduates and moves to Los Angeles, becomes an adult film actress, and develops a cocaine habit. So here you go, listen to the young woman's poem. This is right before she decided to become an adult film actress. I wrote a new poem, you wanna hear it? Sure. That's her mom who's gonna listen, by the way. She's on her bed, spread eagle. She dreams of mountains, majestic and high, but she wakens to flatness beneath the sky. She reaches for something she can't explain, but they make her come in when she stands in the rain. She has hopes and wishes, she asks, she tries. But when she's alone, she cries, she cries. She dreams of mountains she does not know. She needs to see them, she has to go. It's so sad. <laughs> it's just a poem, Mom. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, that's the mom from A Christmas Story, by the way. How about that line, but when she's alone, she cries, she cries. And yeah, she was sitting on her bed. Her bed was very small, I guess, a twin bed or whatever it's called. Like, it was a child's bed. And this girl spread eagle with her notebook between her legs. I guess foreshadowing what she was about to do. Uh, that's about it for me, you guys. Don't be mean to yourself. Do things that calm you down. Don't do things that aggravate you. Don't do cocaine. Uh, write poems as good as this girl's. Don't imagine yourself as the center of the universe. Just don't. Zoom way out and that'll help you gain perspective. I have to actively do that every single day. 
Write out your thoughts, drink more water, hug your friend, keep dying and keep writing it down. That's CK Williams and I'm Robin O'Neill. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon and thanks again for your support. Okay, bye.